You are listening to Experience the World, Izango Travel Podcast, with me, Sasha Selkirk. Hello, everyone. Hopefully, you listened to the last episode um, with Sasha, and Sasha is here with me again today. And hopefully, you're not bored of me yet. <laughs> no, we're not. I, I say today, we're actually recording it straight after the last one, let's be honest. <laughs> But let's pretend for the world that we are recording it on a different day. <laughs> um, we're still sitting outside St. Paul's. We could have invented a different location. Oh, though. we could have done. You're right. But then the, now they can hear the bells. The bells are ringing once again. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Sasha's very kindly um, offered to tell us some more about some of her further adventures. Um, we obviously spoke about North America and a, a road trip around the West Coast or the west side of the US. This time, she has also luckily travelled to the south of America. South America. And Central America. And Central. So that's in America. Yeah. So let's start centrally then, shall we? Okay, that sounds great. Um, so where, where have you been in that part of the world? Uh, so that's where I started. That was my first taste of Latin America. Um, and I landed in Cuba. Um, speaking not a word of Spanish yet. It's quite confusing. No internet, no guidebook. I had no idea where I was going to go. So once again, <laughs> one of your unplanned, exactly. unprepared trips. Exactly, the best ones. Okay. Um, so how long did you stay there then? So I was with a few friends actually, and we, we just had, I think, 12 days in total. Um, but with no real expectations so we were like 12 days is is perfect Um, in hindsight if you have more than 12 days that's probably more perfect Mm. Um, but we went and we landed into uh, Havana or La Habana Mm -hmm. uh, which is beautiful like this uh, kind of dilapidated old colonial city where there's sort of the mix of grit and modern Cuban culture and also the sort of I guess kind of antiquated wealth from from previous generations that sadly doesn't really exist anymore or not so sadly <laughs> and then from there we went and traveled around a little bit went sort of down to an area called Cienfuegos which lots of people know of uh, because it's quite close to the Bay of Pigs um, so obviously if you're a bit of a history buff Mm-hmm. to Trinidad another beautiful beautiful I guess a bit more tropical style colonial town on the other coast and then up to an area called Vinales which is up on uh, the coast sort of a little bit further east I guess uh, of Havana um, beautiful sort of white sands pina colada in hand that sort of uh, type destination mm-hmm so quite different from your normal adventures of climbing mountains and trees and this sounds a bit more kind of chilled yeah exactly it was it was meeting up with a couple of friends i hadn't seen in a long time and we were just happy to hang out and search for the closest pina colada in every destination we came to <laughs> and where where is the best pina colada in uh, your opinion I mean, it completely depends who you who you ask, but for me, it has to be in Vinales when you're floating around in the water, 
and someone offers to bring it to you in the water and it costs two cook, which is the equivalent of sort of a couple of pence. God. <laughs> That's cheap, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. And I keep thinking of that song now. I know. It was in our head the, the whole time, I can assure you. <laughs> so, swiftly moving on then, before we start singing. Um, so, you obviously done Cuba. So, mm-hmm. where did you go after... Was this on the same trip or did you go back? This was on the, the same trip. Same trip. Um, then I flew over to Mexico, to mainland Central America, to start my solo version of my travels there. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there it was just a bit of a, a mad adventure. Um, obviously I'm very outdoorsy, so I got to, to pick my route. And I'm very much a believer of what hasn't been discovered yet is probably the best. Uh, so I, I guess, took the less trodden path. Um, maybe at times a little bit sketchy as well, mm-hmm. but all, all part of the fun and saw some beautiful places working my way down through Central America, uh, all the way down to Panama. Right. Were you traveling by yourself? Yeah, I was. Um, I was quite a lot on on the podcast and and on the guidebook actually. Um, we we've covered solo travel, especially female solo travel. So one of our other ah, freelancers, Ellie, she has done lots of the Far East and like Taiwan and Bali awesome. and all that kind of thing. So it's just interesting that again you have done the same. I've just had water splash on my head. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, it's just interesting that you know you you have gone out and travelled by yourself as well, without any fear. Um, or was, it, was there always a little bit of? There's a never worry? never been fear for me, but I am the youngest of four siblings, so I think probably a few hairs have been lost um, from my poor mum and dad. Especially as Stephen Fry had chosen to release a documentary on travelling Central America at the same time. And my mum was convinced when she didn't hear from me uh, for my first... I think it was only three weeks, but she hadn't heard from me yet and she thought I'd be kidnapped. Um, Which she didn't alert the police, just sent a message, just being like, I know something's wrong, what have you done this time? Uh, But no, it was... I'm, I'm really glad I did it on my own. I would do it yeah. on my own, hands down, a uh, hundred times over if I had the opportunity. Is that because you can do what you want when you want, rather than exactly have the constraints of others around you going, I want to do this instead? To, to a certain extent, but I am pretty easygoing. For me, often it's about the people I'm with rather than the actual places. But it does mean that it gives you more flexibility to meet different people and really get a bit more engaged with local culture. Uh, for instance, when I was, I did quite a bit of hitchhiking in Brazil uh, and in Uruguay. And I found there that again, they were completely shocked, first of all, as solo female traveler, that's unheard of. And then second of all, what, you're, you're hitchhiking? This is a really bad idea, you know. I'm a really good guy, but the next person who drives along is going to be awful. And of course, they were all really good really guys. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had some great, great experiences through that. Mm. So let's just go back to Central America. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <coughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> so you, Panama, you said, and Mexico. 
Uh, all, all the places in between, Honduras, yeah. El Salvador, Nicaragua, which is definitely mm-hmm. hands down my favorite. Is it? Why well, well, is that one tops? Oh, I love everything about it. I, I spent a while there. Unfortunately, I was having to replace some missing uh, bank cards. So I had, okay. had a few weeks in one place there. And it's just such a mix of just beautiful, beautiful scenery and wildlife. Like you have the volcanoes, you have the colonial cities like Rota um, is, is absolutely beautiful and, and Leon, uh, which I guess is a bit more famous. And then you have um, the, the lakes, you have obviously the surfing as well is amazing there. You have the highlands where you get coffee. Um, and it's just such a mix of everything that Central America really is about to me but then so much less touristed than other destinations um, like I love Costa Rica Costa Rica again has so much going for it I would definitely go back there but for some reason it's just so much more accessible than Nicaragua so everyone goes to Costa Rica but they don't sort of drive an hour over the border and, and pop no. into Nicaragua um, so it kind of felt like I was getting hold of something which not everyone had been lucky enough to see yet mm. so you recommend people to go there then if they yeah. can it definitely I think especially now there, there was a little bit of um, unrest there I think last year uh, but it's considered the safest country in, in Central America I think it actually might be in Latin America full stop and I think that it is going to carry on getting more and more opened up to, to mm. tourism. And so I feel like anyone who goes now is just going to get... Now is the time before yeah, it gets, exactly. too, gets too much like Mexico or, or wherever. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So where? So that's kind of Central America. So then obviously you headed down into South America. Again, not a very well thought out route, but I actually no. started down in Brazil. Okay. So we're going back down to Rio next. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I hope you've all got your maps out, everyone. <laughs> no, it was at this point that I decided that I wanted to do something um, a bit more fixed. I've been traveling for about five or six months by that point, and I was ready to take a break, unpack my backpack for the mm-hmm. first time. And I started working on an uh, English school uh, in an area called Boisokanga, which is uh, near Sao Paulo. Uh, so I, I flew on over to Rio, went down to Sao Paulo and had a good three or maybe even longer months in, in Brazil there. Mm. Yeah. And what did you like about Sao Paulo? Um, Sao Paulo? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, no, I, I only passed through Sao Paulo, okay. the city, but the state, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brazilian people are, okay, um, this is a huge stereotype and generalization, but they're probably my favorite culture of people on the, potentially on the planet. Wow. Uh, they're just so open, so welcoming, and so absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, they're they're all up for a good time. Yeah. Like n- not necessarily all party party the whole time. Even the kids are always trying to teach you how to samba or something like that. Um, and they're just so full of life. 
yeah it was wow. it was a great place to settle down for a little bit mm. and did you did you stay with a family or were you in a hostel or how did you how did you manage to survive for three months or whatever um so it was actually in in the school oh, okay. we had a sort of staff quarters there uh, so at first it was just me when I arrived, but then there was another gorgeous Italian girl who arrived called Irene, and we were teaching together there. Um, an Argentinian girl came over called Jenny, um, and then actually an uh, Australian girl as well. So it was a bit multicultural. Mm. It, it was great. <clears throat> right on the coast, racing from lessons to go catch sunset on the beach. Have a quick dip in the sea. Exactly. Exactly. Sounds idyllic, doesn't it? Just, uh, <laughs> better than sitting in a concrete jungle that we're in at the moment. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, for, for me. I guess not for most, not though. Not for Everyone loves London. <laughs> well, quite a few. <laughs> um, okay, so Brazil then, did you did you go down to Argentina and across to Chile and mm-hmm. I... Peru? Yep. I'm trying to think of my map here without looking at one. Shall I talk you through my route? It Go made a bit more sense this time. Okay. Um, so Brazil, Uruguay, yep. accidentally into Paraguay. Okay. Um, back into Uruguay, Argentina, Chile, Bolivia, Peru, and then jumped over poor little Ecuador to get to um, Colombia. Oh, poor little Ecuador. Oh, well, I went back okay. last year, so it's okay. Oh, that, well, that was good then. <laughs> Wow, so you, you really have covered the whole of South America pretty much. Not kind the of whole well of the country the countries, more or less. Close to. Yeah. I'm I'm getting there. I'm working on it. <laughs> and which one of those would you say you'd like to spend more time in? Um I mean honestly, probably all of them. Mm. The next on my bucket list trip, though, is definitely to go back to Argentina, purely because I never made it down to Patagonia. And as you know, I love hiking. Mm -hmm. So I have been permanently, probably every year I Google the flights down to there. I'm on Skyscanner. Um, So Argentina next. They're not too bad, but when you're justifying, you're juggling with your holiday time, you're like, oh, really, I want a month there. But... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there are places I would love to go to, so, and I'm sure lots of people listening would want to to head that way. And what, I recommend it to anyone. Yeah. What advice would you give people thinking about heading South America way? Um, I think my main things would be if you can pick up a bit of Spanish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's so incredible that you can travel through so many countries, see so many different cultures, and you can get along and have a conversation with all of them, as long as you have a bit of Spanish in your bag. Um, Apart from, obviously, I guess you then have all the indigenous uh, languages too. But, yeah, I would say that would be my number one tip. And then number two would probably be just to not be perturbed by, I guess, its reputation. It obviously isn't considered as safe as places like, for instance, going to Australia or even Asia. Sure. Um, But it's like with any place you go, it's like you're traveling around London. You're just not gonna walk down the scary looking alleyways on your own at night. Yeah. 
So as long as you're sensible. Exactly. Exactly. Then you can enjoy it. Yeah. All right, let's do some, let's have a bit of fun to finish. Okay. We'll do some quick fire questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, favourite South American food? Ceviche. Easy. Describe what that is in case people don't Ceviche. know. Everyone has to know. I hope so. It's um well any type of fish really. It depends where you go. Uh, but a white fish marinated in lime juice, which essentially it cooks it slightly. Um, but you just have it completely fresh. It depends what you put it with. But a bit of uh, sort of chili, uh, some spices, some onion, and just tossed up with with lime juice, and you have it right there. Okay. Favourite South American country for countryside? That's a terrible question. No, that's a great question. I mean, I haven't seen Patagonia yet, no. so I am going to go for Peru, because I loved an area called Horaz. It is great if you like sort of mountain biking, hiking, swimming in glacial lagoons, that sort of thing. Okay. Favourite South American music? <laughs> Everyone would absolutely hate me for saying this, but when you've sat on enough buses, reggaeton. Okay. Every Latino is so scathing of it, and I love reggaeton. You just get used to it You're by the You're not going down the Samba route, or nope. Bossa Nova, <laughs> or Argentinian tango, whatever? Definitely not, but mainly because I'm not a dancer, so if I even tried to tango, I don't know what would happen. I'd end up on my back, probably on the floor. <laughs> okay favorite south american country then country oh can i pick two go on then okay brazil for the people yeah. and colombia for all around so maybe colombia above brazil then because you said choose. all around then you see do you want me to make you pick between kids <laughs> oh gosh no definitely not <laughs> I, I know it was a nasty question <laughs> I mean, to sum up then, South America in three words. Can I say bloody? Yeah. Really bloody incredible. Okay. Let's go for that. <laughs> and Central America? Tacos, tequila. Pina coladas? That's four words though, isn't it? Why not? Why not? We can make an excuse for pina colada. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank I you hope so people much. will have been inspired to um, go and visit these countries. Or if not, go make pina colada right now. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you very All much. Right. Thanks so much, Gavin. My thanks to Sasha for giving up her time, coming to London and taking us through her uh, America's uh, adventures, North and South. If you are looking for more inspiration, you can always visit the guidebook, uh, our blog, where we have lots of content about North, South America and all parts of the world, to be honest. Also, you can visit 
www.isengo.com where you'll find tours and experiences as well. Um, so my thanks again goes to Sasha for giving up her time. Um, in the next episode, I will be talking to one of our other uh, freelancers, um, Ellie Rosalik, and we are talking um, about a really important subject actually as we head into 2020, which is obviously um, about the environment and how we can be sustainable as travellers. So hopefully you'll be listening then. Until then, thank you very much. My name's Gavin Darvel. Speak to you again soon.